Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And this is part two of how to gain more social media followers. I'm really excited to dig in deep and break down to you how to be dynamic and sassy, and more importantly, you online. You're going to love these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, and we're back. So this is part two of how to gain social media followers. Now, if you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, I highly encourage you to hit the pause button here and then go back and listen to it because I think I had a lot of good tips that I know that you can benefit from. So make sure that you go ahead and listen to the first episode of this series. But more importantly, I would love to invite all of you guys who are currently listening. This is your first or your second or heck, even your 10th time watching and you haven't yet subscribed. I would greatly appreciate that if you subscribe so that way this content is delivered to wherever you get it on a regular basis and you don't miss out. And I want to give a big shout out for all of those of you who have been sharing some of this content on social media. I want to thank you. And I also want to invite some of you who haven't yet done so. Go ahead. If you heard something that you really liked, go ahead and tag me. I'm Denise G. Lee on Twitter or, or send me a message on Pinterest or Instagram. I would love to hear from you. But more importantly, I would love to hear back on anything that kind of just went through your mind because this is a community. I want to help you grow and we can't grow if we don't do this alone. So greatly appreciate it. If there's anything from the series that really resonates from resonates to you, I would love to hear it. That being said, let's get straight into it. So I'm going to just do a quick recap of the first five steps, and then we're going to talk about the next five, step, five steps, but I'm going to give you the whole list in its entirety right now. Okay, number one, pick a niche and stick with it, meaning that you want to make sure that you connect with a very specific audience and don't deviate from that. Always make sure that you have one person in mind when you're speaking and you're sharing content or ideas online. Number two, get edgy and push boundaries. There is nothing more interesting than having interesting ideas pop out and sometimes they may not be popular. So it's okay to be a little bit edgy. Number three, listen to your audience. Your audience is your lifeblood for your social media following. So go ahead, ask them any questions and be receptive to their feedback and listen to their concerns and respond back. Don't just be in an echo chamber posting content. They, your, your audience wants to hear from you as much as you need to hear from them. Number four, don't be a slave to your audience. I know it's so tempting to only just want to deliver content that you think your audience wants to hear, but you want to stay authentic as a brand. So that means sometimes you may say some things that may take some people off and that's okay. And step five was stay relevant. So now it's so important that we want to do give out information that really matters to what our audience needs at that time. That was steps one through five. I break it down a little bit deeper in the other podcast, so go ahead and listen to it. But now we're going to focus on steps six through 10. So step number six, this is a real important one that I myself 
was just trying to go El Cheapo, and I don't even know why and Sam held I was trying to do this because it just just really makes no sense. And number six is get a content schedule tool. Now, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I have heard many, many, many times people can complain about there's like, I don't want to be online all the time. I don't want to be, you know, you know, posting content all the time. Like this is aggravating. Like I have other things to do. I want to see my clients or I want to be able to just like maybe just take a day off and spend time with my kids or just spend time with my loved ones or just do whatever, just just not be online. And so that is why you need a content schedule tool like yesterday. There are so many tools online that can just easily publish your content scattered throughout the day so you don't have to be online. Um, One of the things that can turn off an audience really quickly is they're seeing a bunch of posts all at the same time. You want to be able to stagger that. And if you can't stagger it, then you need to rely on a a tool to do that. So I'm going to give you some paid ones and I'm going to give you some free ones. So um, the paid ones, and and let let me just break something down so everyone understands. So there's nothing wrong with going free in the beginning, but as your business grows, it's just worth the investment to get a scheduler tool so that everything is centralized and organized and you know where all your your posts are and and everything's organized in in a good fashion. So that being said, let's get straight into. So one of the top two that I recommend is um that that are paid is it's called Meet Egger. And it is a a really cool tool where they kind of have the like tentacles and they, I think you can do up to 10, um, for just as cheap as like 21 bucks a month, 10 social media platforms. And then the, the other one, um, that I really like is buffer buffer.com. But, and that also does multiple platforms as well. Now, for those of you who, um, particularly only do with Instagram on Pinterest, tailwind is a really great, um, resource for you tailwind.com but I've been also good news for you they have been doing a lot of other good um, um, other uh, content scheduler tools on canva.com canva.com it is they're killing it you can be able to post on Twitter and on LinkedIn on Facebook on um, then I don't think as I'm recording this they have Instagram up but they have a lot of different platforms so that is a really cool resource um, using Canva because not only are you able to create like posts, right? Like graphics or info, infographics or videos, short videos. You can just directly have a content calendar and post it. And so for a lot of you, that's a, that's a game changer. So I would highly encourage you to go on canva.com. Now that is only part of the pro feature. So you're going to have to pay for that, but it's like 110 for the year. That's just, that's just a no brainer to get Canva. So especially for those of you guys who aren't graphic artists or interested in doing graphic artists, they, uh, graphic art, they've got thousands of like templates to use and you can come up with your own color schema and just publish and just go wild and have fun and do that. Um, while I'm at that, I just want to talk about something real quick, a little off the beaten path, is that a lot of you guys who use the um, the templates stick with the colors that 
Canva comes with. And so I want to highly encourage you that if you're going to use a template, please, please, please do me a big favor. Please do me a big favor and use your own colors. Your colors are your brand and should be no more than three to four. And it has a very distinctive feel to you in your typography, meaning like the font that you use. Because as your business grows and people get to know you and recognize you, they want to be able to kind of, you know, be acquainted with one specific kind of color, one specific kind of um, design. And sticking with a color palette really makes sense. So it's okay if you want to use um, Canva templates, but make sure that you modify it and use it and make it your own. I can't tell you how many times I've been on social media and on, doesn't matter where I'm at, like, and I just, I more or less can pick out a Canva template. So just, just don't do that. (laughs) Just don't do that. Take your time, be a little creative, make it your own. Trust me, it's just, it's well worth the time and energy to go ahead and do that. So just, just do me a favor, do your favor, go ahead and do that. Okay, let's move on to the next step is number six, be a source of hope, information, and inspiration. Now, this lesson has really hit home for me on a lot of different levels. I think about my my personal Twitter account where I would regularly get people, you know, sending me private messages saying, you know, I really love the content you, you push out. I really like what, you know, what you're saying. It's really resonating. Keep up the good work. You know, as your business grows, as your platform grows, Trust me, people are going to be looking for you as a as as a form of a role model, as a form of you know inspiration and hope. And I know we're living in a day where people you know are thriving on like I guess that Real Housewives you know kind of area where everyone's kind of acting. I can't I, more or less I can't say it any other way but being a bitch, you know, and acting sassy and whatnot. And honestly. As a business owner, like that's not your thing. That's not your stick. Your stick is being someone as a subject matter authority, as being someone that is approachable, is someone that is knowledgeable and resourceful and 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 acting like a bitch or acting like you're above, you know, anybody else. I know that you may see a lot of big stars act that way and it's kind of and it looks cute like oh well it's cute let me do this like my advice to you is don't do that (laughs) don't do that your whole point of being online and social media is wanting to encourage other people to want to connect with you can you imagine if I spent like this whole podcast saying, oh, well, you're a loser if you do this, you don't do this, or you're a loser if you blah, 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 and saying, oh, how stupid if I hear you say la, 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 la. Like, can you imagine how negative and off-putting that would be if I was talking negative to you, right? I mean, you don't want to hear me talking negative because you're coming for information, you're coming for resources, and this, that is basically how your clients are and your prospective clients are thinking. Like, I'm coming to this person because I'm feeling vulnerable, I need help, I need, I need you, the subject matter expert, to just like make my life just a little bit easier. And if I'm just getting a, 
getting a negative attitude, it's a total turnoff, total, total turnoff. So please, one way to kind of find yourself in terms of a more positive attitude is think to yourself, like, if I was in their shoes, if I was looking for knowledge and help, like, how would I want to be approached? How would I want to have someone talk with me? Always, I mean, I know this is like, it sounds like the golden rule because it is. Just like really treat others the way you want to be treated. And that's basically how it goes online. It's like react and post and create content in a way that you would want to receive. Not everything has to be tough love. I mean, as I'm recording this, we're still dealing with the whole coronavirus and people are stressed and people have lost jobs and people are just not knowing what it's going to happen next. And especially for those of you who are concerned about the upcoming election this November, I mean, there's just so much that's going on. And the last thing they need is to feel stressed and insecure. So why don't you be a safe place? Why don't you be someone where people can just feel comfortable and at ease and ask questions? I think that will really help improve your brand on the long run. Okay. Um, step number eight is make your own path. Now, when I first, and I, I, and I think about my Twitter account specifically. Now, when I first started trying to grow my account, one of the things that I was told by my business coach at the time was start engaging in conversations with people who are who have bigger platforms, who are more um, interesting um, in terms of like got a lot of engagements, and and you'll kind of just grow your audience through those conversations. Now, I still believe that, like that's a really good idea. But here's something that I wish that. I learned at the time is that while you're engaged in a lot of conversations and engaging with other people, you have to build your own voice, right? You have to build your own unique um, brand that's separate from whoever, whatever conversations you want to be known as a specific person that's unique and separate. You don't want to be known as a lackey to only big names or big, you know, big, uh, big brands or big accounts. And, and so that takes time to grow. Don't feel anxious about just always tagging and commenting. Sometimes it will just take you having the courage of just posting things and having no one react to it. If you are consistent about your voice and what matters to you, your audience will grow. And that means even when you're commenting about what somebody else has to say, you know, always stick back to what your key, your core message is, what matters most to you, what matters most to your target audience. Always keep in the back of your mind that you never want to help another account grow. <laughs> I, I, I don't know any other way to say it. Um, that's because... That's what happens if you get so fixated on just trying to latch onto other people's brand just to get a little bit more visibility, it'll get a little bit more attention, is that somehow along the way you start losing your own voice, you start losing your own particular, I want to say mojo, but it's not mojo, it's your your spunk, your, your, your own 
unique, you know, flavor that makes you you. Um, so make your own path and be you. Okay. Number nine, read direct your prospective customer back to your value proposition. So again, so one of the things that um, a lot of people mess up on social media is they're always, you know, trying to get the likes and the shares and the comments and that's cool, right? But you're also in business. So that means you need to make sure that people know that you're selling a product or service you're just not here to have fun. You're, you're a business and you have um, tools and resources that people would need, um, people need. And there's nothing wrong in saying, you know, hey, this is on sale or I've got a special or this would be great for a specific person or this is a great resource. Go ahead and start promoting yourself, promoting special offers. Because listen, and I know this is especially hard. This lesson is especially hard for some of you ladies who may be shy. You just are new to business. You're like, well, I don't want to seem spammy. I don't want to promote myself. And you may have heard the 80-20 rule, meaning like 80% of your posts are you know, information. And then the 20% is your content. I say, look, you can do both at the same time. You can pump a lot of good value out. And you can do an offer like this. So if you go on my website, denisegelee.com, I've got a great resource. Um, it's under $99. Um, it's called Five Days of Cash, where I help um, have a one-on-one with you privately about what your business is and what you need to do. It's a great resource, again, on denisegelee.com. Uh, and I think it would really help you, especially if you don't know how to find your own voice. So you can always, always tell people about what you're offering, what you're selling, and it doesn't have to be spammy. It doesn't have to be um, off-putting. As long as you know and you're confident what you have to sell has value. Are you confident that you have value? Now, I know that you know, for a lot of people, they may have lost their jobs or they may have, you know, been let go because of the whole coronavirus thing. But at the same time, you have to understand that everybody have just different budgets and different finances. And just because somebody may not value what you have to offer doesn't mean that no one has to, no one values it. So be okay and be confident about what you have to sell and what you have to offer because look, it's not your job to be afraid of selling. It's your job of constantly selling and selling and showing up every day, okay? And inviting the and the right people will come up. You're not showing up for everybody. You're only showing up for the people who really take their health or their business or whatever you have to offer seriously and they want to make a change. Unfortunately, I know it seems like a lot of people say they want to um, make a change, but they really don't. But you can't focus on them. You only want to, again, keep focusing and showing up for the people who need your help. And that brings me to the last step is be flexible with your expectations and not your rules. So remember how I just talked about, um, you know, you can't get your mind fixated on all the people who say no, right? Because there are plenty of people who are saying, who will say yes, 
right? So your expectations, um, you, you, you can't really have, you know, hard and fast about how people are going to react or how people are going to react um, to what you have to offer. But you have to have rules which you aren't flexible about, for example, about what you post, how much you post, what you'll share, what you won't share, what specials will you offer, when will you offer those specials. Those are rules. And a lot of times in social media, a lot of people feel like, well, if somebody's not reacting, that means I just need to adjust my rules accordingly. No, no, it doesn't. It means that you need to stick through the resolve and just keep your, your, how you want to pose, how you want to interact. Now, obviously, if you keep on losing followers, that means that you need to um, probably tweak some of the things that you're saying or you're doing. But for the most part, keep with your schedule, keep with how you're, you're interacting with people because a lot of times, um, just because we have one or two people who maybe disconnect, they don't hear, it doesn't mean that there's other people who aren't enjoying it. A lot of times, and this is, this is a lesson that I had to learn too, just because someone's not reacting to your content online doesn't mean they're not paying attention. I've learned that lesson really, really hard over the years. And I would have people come to me and they was like, oh, I remember when you posted this about, you know, for example, self-esteem or courage. I'm like, I don't even remember when I posted it. And they're like, oh, I listened to it months ago. And they still remembered it, right? So don't ever think for a second that just because someone's not liking or commenting or sharing doesn't mean that they're not paying attention to what you have to say. Business, especially for those of you guys who are service-based professionals like myself, it's a long game. It really is. Don't feel like, well, just because you're not hearing what, like, you're not hearing like people say anything means that no one's paying attention to you, right? People are paying attention to you. People are listening. These things happen. It's a, it's a matter of just patience. It's a matter of, you know, having the courage just to wait. One of the, one of the things that I, I struggle with myself sometimes, it's just like, oh, I, when am I going to hear back from anyone? When am I going to, you know, when am I going to hear back, period, right? Because it's like sometimes you think you're saying you're doing all the right things and you're just not getting the reaction that you want. And that sucks and it's hard and it's frustrating. But please stay consistent. Please keep moving. These things happen over time. So don't get disappointed if you're not getting that instant reaction. And that's, again, part of having those rules, sticking with those rules, not feeling discouraged if you're not getting the feedback that you want. So I think we're done. We're going to go through all of the tips from 1 to 10 in order. Number one, again, pick a niche and stick with it. Number two, get edgy, push boundaries. Number three, listen to your audience. Number four, don't be a slave to your audience. Number five, stay relevant. Number six, get a content scheduler tool. Number six, be a source of hope, information, and inspiration. Number seven, make your own path. Number, um, oh, number, uh, Nine, redirect them back to your value proposition. And lastly, number 10, be flexible with your expectations, but 
but not your rules. So again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you really enjoyed it, go ahead and share with someone who would definitely appreciate from this. But more importantly, I just want you to remember that you know, growing your business takes time. Don't be hard on yourself. These tips have really worked for me. I think I'm on. I'm all. I'm always in a work in process. I. Th- I know you. You may feel like a little discouraged, but trust me, everyone's growing. And um, as long as you stay consistent, your business will inevitably grow. Well, thank you again for listening. Take care and be awesome.